Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. So, you know, there's been a couple of like major outages and interruptions nationwide recently. And I got me thinking like, we haven't covered, how do you, how do you do project management in a world where your day is constantly interrupted? Like outside of emergency response teams and the medical field, like are there any other engineering fields that get interrupted as much as IT? You're sitting there, you got your cup of coffee in the morning, you've got your schedule laid out front in front of you, you've got your calendar going, and then for some reason, a squirrel chews on the wrong wire, and here's your next three days. Then you still have all that stuff that was on your calendar three days ago when you finally get that outage figured out, and you got to go back and you got to get back on topic. So how do you manage that? And I want to ask this as kind of an open question for people in the in the comment section. How do you manage the, the overwhelming need to stay on topic as well as manage firefighting? I know Skip, do you have any tips? Well, you you had, we talked about, you know, the topic for this one and you laid that out, you know, as a series of questions and, you know, I think my response was yeah, good question. How do you do that? <laughs> I'm waiting on the answer. <laughs> All right. so I definitely don't have the uh, the silver bullet on that one. Um, you know, over the years, um, I think the only thing that I can you know weigh in with that is you have to leverage your team. Yeah, and um, the ability to have you know a few people that are on a schedule, they're working on you know due dates. They have to stay on task. And yes, the forest is on fire, but they're over here, you know, whittling on whatever it is that they got to get done. And the only way you can do that is with a well-managed team. So (coughs) if you don't have that, then yes, you are going to have to run off and fight the forest fires every time Smokey calls. Um, So that, but that, you know, sometimes we don't have the luxury of a large team or a diverse team. You know, do you have the skill set to do yeah. all that? Those are very real challenges. And I, I I would love it if someone can yeah, comment with some easier answers because I don't have any easy ones. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people are probably like, oh, well, that's why you have on call. You know, this engineer is on call today. Sometimes the outage is too big. It is. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have enough, as Skip said, you don't have enough people to have an on call. Or, you know, you are the on-call and you're working on a major project because you're pitching in. You're doing your duty to take this on-call, even though you've got this looming deadline of a deployment or a major project coming up. And now it's your turn to be on-call. As well as, you know, we used to have something in um, the corporate world called lead of the day. And lead of the day still did operations, still did project work. But on that Wednesday, when you were lead of the day, you weren't on call. Your job was to assign responsibility to any P1 ticket that came in. Ah, okay. So if if you needed to work it, you could. But the goal was to find the engineer who was not um, in the middle of a project or something major and figure out who could take it. Many times, sometimes you just message out a messenger saying, hey, who can take this ticket right now? Or you might say, oh, you know what? Bob can really take this one because he's really good with that system. 
hey bob are you free right now and if bob said no you moved on to alice yep and alice said, oh yeah i got some time i can take care of that bob and i worked on it in the past and and so you kind of sorted it it was a it was a feel you're like right you're, you're just kind of <laughs> judging things but that wasn't a corporate environment where we had i mean team like 500 engineers and programmers just yeah and so chances were you could find somebody who could help. Yeah. Uh, the problem with that environment is the drive-bys. So if you're if like me, <laughs> I, was, I was one of the top engineers. And so I'm sitting there at my desk. I've got my little fridge over here with sodas in it. You know, mm-hmm. people want to drop by and get a soda they can. And uh, the tier ones and tier twos knew that they could come to my desk and ask me questions. <laughs> and yeah. So you'd see somebody like drop by or they'd message me first. And be like, hey, Adam, you got a second? Like, uh, okay. Yes. In the meantime, yeah. my project's falling behind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a root cause analysis report I need to get through and get to leadership, or I've got a coordination I'm trying to do between multiple teams. Yeah. And uh, it wears on you. My does. trick to helping this, and I've said it on the podcast many times before, is I take Friday afternoons off. Mm-hmm. Always. Noon to five. Yep. And the reason why is because crap happens. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to have a buffer. So some people build like a buffer into their day. They take their mornings, like two hours in the morning, every morning to reset. Mm-hmm. Some people take the last two hours of the afternoon. I take my Friday afternoons. If the world goes to crap, sometime within the week, I have four hours of overflow to review my project schedule, look at it, and decide, do I want to move forward? Can I reassign this to another slot? I took that lead of the day idea, and now I know on Friday afternoon, I can reorganize my schedule or work on that thing that's super pressing so I have a weekend free to refresh. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can adapt that methodology to your team as well. Maybe it's not Friday afternoon. or maybe you divide your team up into small groups. I mean, you can have a small team, as little as three of you. And, you know, everybody has a half day blocked out. You know, maybe it's Monday afternoon, Wednesday morning, and Friday afternoon. You know, and you everybody's got their spot so that we know that there's this buffer time in there. And that, yes, we're going to be working, but we're going to intentionally, at least the outside resources, okay, you know, those outside that small group of maybe the individual or that small team, you're, meaning your sales team, um, some sort of automated ticketing tool, whatever you have, none of those are going to be able to tap into those reserved blocks. And so that gives your team or you, you as an individual your discretion about what goes into that. And you get to decide, oh, this project ran over, so I'm going to move it into my buffer time. Or you know, I need to study up for, you know, the newest cert that I got coming due or whatever. You can fit some of that into your buffer times, but you have to be very intentional about it. And sometimes that's really the hardest part. It's not going to solve all your problems, but having that intentionality built into your schedule will help. You got to have buffers. Yes. And, And that way, you know, like I, I get it. Firefighting mode sucks, <clears throat> but it's also fun, right? If somebody yeah. gives you a call and it's you're addictive. the one, you're the one person who can fix this problem, and you know you can. You got self confidence. <clears throat> you're gonna walk in there, and every once in a while you come across a problem where, like, oh gosh, I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this one. Yeah. 
you know, what was it last Thursday when the major outage happened with uh, Verizon and them? And uh, yeah, shit. <clears throat> now you now you know when to record this episode. Yeah, um, it was AT and T. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, how am I gonna deal with this? Sometimes yeah. there's nothing you can do. You just gotta like <clears throat> hold up the world. Wow. Let your let your clients know and 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 kind of figure it out. And you know those days are great. It's an outage day. Okay, I can't do anything about this. The major carriers right. are down. Yes. Yeah. Guess what? I get to work on projects today <laughs> 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 because, like, yeah, there's nothing I can do about this. Those days are kind of rare. Yeah. But other well, days, I think there's an interesting element there too in that you know we have so many things on our list sometimes, and I I know personally I, I can you know, create a lot of anxiety trying to prioritize my to-do list because I want to get it all done. And I'm like, which one do I need to do? Which one do I want to be working on? Which one do I need to be working on the most? You know, and then go through all this angst trying to do this. But when there's an emergency, all that goes out the window. <laughs> I don't have to decide. The decision has been made for me and I'm going to work on, you know, whatever is exploding over here. So yeah, that that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah. And at the same time, you also have to decide, okay, I know I can feel this. I know I can solve this problem. Mm -hmm. Is there somebody else on your team that can yep. do this? Yeah. And so okay. by, by thinking that way, you can say, you know what? I think this would be a great learning opportunity for Alice. I think she really needs to, mm -hmm. to learn this stuff and be nurturing there and being willing to let things go. You don't have to be the hero every time. Sometimes the best thing you can do to show maturity in your position is to delegate an urgent or important thing to somebody else. Yep. And uh, let them either not do it as well as you or be better by learning through their failure so that they can replicate not exactly what you do, but be capable of finding solutions in the moment that maybe you wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some growth and maturity there. If you always take on the firefighting role, no one else will learn how to do it, and you'll just be stuck in it forever. Yes. And but so, hold on. I think you've hit on something there, uh, you, you know, about being the hero. All right. So stop for a minute. If you're listening to this, and this is really kind of resonating in your world, think about this. As much, as much hassle and headache and, I don't know, all this grief that, you know, comes with these sort of things, stop for a second and think about it from a different perspective. Is there yeah. a part of you that actually really likes this? Do you really, I mean, is there a hero job in here that you're fulfilling that at some level you, you don't want to fix it because you like this part of the job? All right. I, I think that might exist. So I, um, I, I took my team several years ago and we'd grown big enough where we were doing quite a bit and we, we were having this challenge where our projects were always falling, always missing the deadlines. And ultimately it was always because that engineer ended up working some ticket that wasn't planned. And so we took the team and we divided them, project engineers and operations. And that, that went on well, but here was the deal. My project guys, didn't want to just entirely give up on the ticket queue, right? There was a part of it they liked. They liked being able to sit down one day a week and just consume whatever came to the queue. 
you know, uh, it was, it was a boost for them and, you know, it would trade it back for. So we ended up doing an 80, 20 rule. So a project engineer was going to do 80% projects and 20% in the queue. And then those guys that are working the queue, we, we moved those over that, that their 20% in projects were usually growth elements. They could learn to do bigger things and get paired up with the project engineer and which were normally the senior guys. And there was some great growth and training. So I think there's a lot you can do here, but back to my original deal, you really got me thinking, Adam, are you not fixing your firefighting problem because you like being a firefighter? Yeah. It may not be, it may not be black and white, but if there is a part of you that likes that, don't ignore it, embrace that yeah. and plan around it. And, and be, and by Skip's not saying like you're trying to make fires. He's saying no, like, no, no. You, like you enjoy the triage. You're like, a, it's like an ER doctor. Yeah. They love the ER because that is what they're good at. They, they love the being able to make decisions in the moment that save lives. That's a noble thing to do. It's a, it's a, it's a great attitude. But at the same time, if you're starting to get burnout and you're not getting the, and you're, and we do have an episode on burnout if you want to check it out. But also if you want to keep on your projects, if you want to keep these going, you've got to find ways to delegate. And you have to let go of that hero mentality and let somebody else be the hero of the day. Right. And um, then also when you have a project, I think it's, I think I had a project manager tell me one time, plan out three times as much time for your project. Yeah. yeah. Decide how much long it's going to take you and then multiply it by three. And that's how much time it'll actually take you. Cause you're going to get interrupted. Things are going to take longer. And there's a whole bunch of other things that are going to happen. Unexpected uh, costs and initiatives. One of the things is you're going to get interrupted. Now, that's not always building time, but planning and logistics time. Yep. When you're planning out your day, like, you know, this podcast really takes Skip and I, you know, 20 minutes to record. But we still plot out an hour for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and and you know, a lot of times we use up the whole hour. Sometimes we're just kind of planning out how it's going to go. Sometimes, you know, like we get off track. But when you're looking at your day and you're thinking like, oh, this should only take an hour. Okay. Plan three. <laughs> yep. This should only it should only take 20 minutes. Okay. Plan a full hour. Brilled in that breathing room. Like, well, I don't have enough time in my day. No, you didn't have enough time in your day before. Now you just know it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're aware that you don't That's have true. time in the day. This is why you're constantly falling behind because you're thinking you can get more done. As, a, as one of my fellow managers told me one time, I'm overly optimistic with my time. And so there's a reason why when you have things like Calendly and you have other planning apps, they'll say, what do you want your buffer to be? Yes. <laughs> when planning. And it's like a mandatory field. You have to fill that out. And you're like, what? What? What heck's deal with this buffer? I want to fill my day. And like, no, no. There, this is a planning software telling you you have to have a buffer. Yeah. They're telling you flat out how many people set that to zero so they can they can go wall to wall. That's yeah. a bad habit. It is. That, that is going to make it so that you are going to fall behind. You're going to have some issues on this. So you need to plan in the buffer. You need to plan in downtime. And in programming, any of you who have studied assembly out there, hmm. no ops. No ops are important. There are times in your programming language where there's no operation while you're waiting for other operations to finish. Yeah. 
And you can use, if you're efficient, you can use no ops and put something else in there. Like, oh, well, while I'm at it, I might as well put this in there. You get these <laughs> nice gaps where you can get a lot done. <clears throat> but sometimes you have to sit there and wait. This is going to take a few minutes for this to finish. And that's okay. Because now if you get interrupted, you're like, oh, I have some no ops coming up. I have some uh, buffer time coming up. I'll do it during that. Yep. I'll move this project over there. Or I'll slide this project an hour knowing that I got interrupted here to uh, bring a firewall back up. Yep. Or I need <laughs> to drive onto a client site and help them with learning how to right click. <laughs> you well, know? I, I think we really hit on it, you know, as far as actionable, you know, ideas here is these, these buffers, you're going to have to put them in there. Um, again, kind of thinking back to some experience there, there's a very, um, at least in my little world for me, there was a very infamous uh, decision that I made as a manager and we were rocking along companies growing sales guys are just knocking it out of the park and we're running ragged. I mean, we have, you know, way, way too much going on, not enough people, you know, it is just a house of cards that is about to come down and I'm trying to head this off. I'm trying to be proactive. So, I, I made an announcement um, to the whole company and I said, we are not booking any more projects for the next six weeks. Yeah. You cannot start a project. I do not have a date for the next six weeks to start any project. Now, okay. I, I, I guess I'm, I didn't word that well because or maybe everyone was just Oops. being jaded. They, they took that <laughs> off as, oh, we can't sell anything for the next six weeks. Great. We're going on vacation. <laughs> no, no, that's not what happened. But it, we got to the point where we had we had no buffers, all right? And, and we're constantly trying to get things in there. We've got projects that are coming up that like it's it's a project, but it's it's a critical fire. It's like, oh my gosh, this has to be done. We've got some sort of deadline. It doesn't matter if the project calendar is full. We've got to do this. And so it just, there was no buffers. There was no place for me to insert these things that inevitably happen. Yeah. And so if you don't plan for those, you are going to get yourself in a real bind. So plan some buffers for yourself. Yeah. And I think that is probably the, the, the end of this, this podcast is just mm -hmm. when you can get a, a time that is unplanned, that is what's going to help you maintain yep. your project work. And guess what? Your reward for having a well-oiled machine that doesn't have any firefighting this week is you've now got a four-hour window to do whatever you want in. Yeah, that, that's fun. Most of us can fill that with something. Absolutely. But you get to fill it with your choice of things. Yes. As we say yes. in elementary school, you've got free time. And everybody's <laughs> like, yay. Yep. And so what you want to do is you want to use that free time to either go to the park or get that one little nagging project done that you've wanted to get done for like the last six months. That's your reward for having a well-oiled machine where there was no downtime this week. So on Friday afternoons, if the week has gone well and I am on the ball, I could take Friday afternoon to go to the park with my kids. I can yeah. take the time off, take a nap. Who knows? World's my oyster. <laughs> Um, it's been a while since I've had a Friday afternoon off because it's been busy. Like we've had a lot of people coming in and, and signing up for our software. So I'm busy. But what that means is I will start restructuring my schedule. So I have free time and I build things in and that's okay. Yeah. 
And you should do that as well. You should make that time so that you are flexible. If your calendar is 90% full Mm. because you're trying to get every single moment of billable time in, you can, you're probably going to start burning out here in a few months. Yeah. If you haven't already. And you know you're burning out, you're irritable, you're making bad decisions. Why did I decide to do that? And if your employees are showing those symptoms, like why are they making dumb decisions all the time? This is not like them. They're probably burning out. Yeah. Well, this has been a bit of a therapy session for me too. Uh, (laughs) You mentioned something about that hero deal. So there's a little bit to how old I am. Uh, I was working with uh, a government, a city, um, and a whole 911 district. And they were migrating over from some very antiquated, fairly analog systems to a completely uh, digital computer-aided dispatch system. All right. So made the whole move over. And of course, I'm I'm the engineer on it. I'm the one managing it all and put it all in. I really enjoyed the work. It was fun stuff. But here's the deal. Uh, it is my joke, but I really love this. I didn't call 911. 911 called me. All right. And, and they would, you know, uh, 911 would call the middle of the night. Sometimes, you know, this is down. We can't do this. Right. And yes, it's like, oh, my gosh, a call in the middle of the night or whatever. But I have to tell you, there was a part of me that really liked that. Very rewarding. So it is. All right. So if you enjoy that firefighting, that hero moment, that's OK. All right. Embrace that. Just schedule it. Just manage it. All right. It's part of your skill set. It's part of what you're good at. Don't leave it up to randomness. All right. Open up your calendar for fires and that will leave you time to block out your calendar and delegate to other team members. Uh, Just be intentional about how you're going to handle this with a plan and don't just take it as it comes. Yeah. Have a plan. Follow the plan. Even if it's a bad plan. There you go. Podcast for you guys. (laughs) Uh, A great episode today, guys. Uh, Yeah. It's it's fun for industry to be in the firefighting mode. Sometimes it just burns you out. But plan buffers. Multiply by three. um, Or embrace the firefighting mode and get yourself a project manager. Hire somebody else to do project work. So you can stay in the firefighting because you love it. But again, find a plan. Follow the plan so that you don't burn out. So that you can keep enjoying your job for decades to come. All right. See everybody next week. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help. 